Welcome to Hip Hop History. This episode is going to be a little different than any other episode I've done. This is going to have a lot more of my personal opinion and personal story. This is going to be about my history with a legendary artist and his quote unquote wild, controversial, infamous, and sometimes legendary moments and rant. The year is 2003. I'm 14 years old, passenger seat of my mother's SUV outside of an IHOP on the south side of Indianapolis. Hot 96.3 was playing. A producer turned artist signed to Rockefeller Records. His lead single was absolutely blowing my mind. One of those songs where you refuse to exit the vehicle. But I didn't control the keys, so I had to tell my mom we can't get out of the car just yet. Through the Wire was and is the moment the world heard a man with his mouth wired shut spitting lyrics about the accident that would wire his mouth shut for six weeks. Kanye would go on to release his debut album, The College Dropout. At this time, little was known about the humorous, intellectual, charismatic man behind the music. You only had the music, music videos, interviews, and limited magazine covers. You learned about the artist through the music. Kanye was pro-black, loved his family, was obsessed with being fly, had more humor in his music and skits than his label mates and most artists. Kanye brought his soul sampling along with his political, social, comedic, and emotional full lyrics to the masses and changed my life forever. This is my second hip-hop cornerstone. My first occurred in 1996 with the passing of Tupac Shakur. Kanye would continue on to get more and more notoriety and accolades, giving his cockiness validity. With as much credit, love, and admiration he got from his fans, it never seemed enough. He went after the accolades, complaining about not winning such and such award. Now if I can hit rewind, this is not the first we as hip-hop fans heard of West. He made a name for himself with his production on Jay's Blueprint, Jay and Beyonce's 03 Bonnie and Clyde, Alicia Keys' You Don't Know My Name, Ludacris's Stand Up, amongst others. Now after his release of the college dropout, he was up for Best New Artist at the American Music Awards. He went on to lose to Gretchen Wilson and stormed out of the award show, later telling Associated Press that he was definitely robbed. He would go on to win the Grammy for Best Rap Album and Best Rap Song for Jesus Walks. There was comments about losing the AMA wouldn't be his only controversial comment early on in his career. Three days after releasing his sophomore effort, Kanye would go on to do a live televised benefit concert for Hurricane Katrina. He would go on to criticize then-president George Bush, saying, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Due to his lack of response after the natural disaster aftermath, this would not change my or many rap fans' minds about him in a negative way. With social media not as informative as it is today, it shined a light on the situation we weren't seeing via the news. The album released three days prior went on to be West's first number one album and a hugely successful track, Gold Digger, to earning him three Grammy Awards, including Best Rap Album Again. He embarks on his first tour, Touch the Sky, and is named one of Time's 100 Most Influential People. By this point, I think I have chosen the best artist to be a fan of, consistent good music and entertaining. Shortly thereafter, Rolling Stones puts Kanye on the cover in the February 2006 as the passion of Kanye West, donning him with a crown of thorns, causing its own talk amongst fans and detractors alike. On November 2nd, 2006, when he has touched the sky, failed to win Best Video at the MTV Europe Music Awards, West went onto the stage as the award was being presented to Justice and Saman for We Are Your Friends and argued that he should have won the award instead. Hundreds of news outlets worldwide criticized the outburst, and on November 7th, 2006, West apologized for the outburst publicly during his performance as support act for U2 at their Vertigo concert in Brisbane. 
Nation. He later spoofed the incident on the 33rd season premiere of Saturday Night Live in September 2007. Little did any of us know these few controversies he had been embroiled in were minuscule compared to what was to come. After his year mostly on the road, September 9, 2007, West suggested that his race has something to do with him being overshadowed for the opening of the 2007 MTV VMAs in favor of Britney Spears. He claimed, maybe my skin's not right. West was performing at an event. He lost all five awards that he was nominated for, including Best Male Artist and Video of the Year. After the show, he was visibly upset that he had lost the VMAs two years in a row, stating that he would not come back to MTV ever again. He also appeared on several radio stations saying that he made the song stronger and that it was his dream to open the VMAs with it. Ye was preparing his latest release for September 11th, being pitted up against the hugely popular Southside Jamaica Queens MC 50 Cent. It'd be a showdown Kanye West's graduation versus 50 Cent's Curtis. Now as a hip hop lover with an affinity towards Kanye, I was thrilled. We were about to get two crazy good albums by two budding superstars in the game. 50 said he would quit making albums if he gets beat in album sales week one. This book quote unquote gangster rap against quote unquote backpack rap. I made my decision Tuesday, midnight. I go to my local grocery store and buy two copies of Graduation. I know who I want to win this battle, but the following Tuesday I will be right back at the same store buying the Curtis album because quite frankly, more than being a fan of Ye, I'm a fan of hip hop. In retrospect, Graduation is a classic, Curtis is a good album. Kanye's Graduation demolishes Curtis, taking the top spot on Billboard 200 in its opening week selling 957,000 copies. In my mind, this gave my decision to become a fan validated. He wasn't just the backpack guy anymore. He almost sold a million copies in the first week. It was a celebration, but unfortunately, that feeling would be bittersweet. In November of that year, Donda West, Kanye's mother, would pass away of complications from cosmetic surgery. As close as these two were, this had to be absolutely devastating. We wouldn't hear too much publicly, but three months later, he would go on to perform at the 50th Grammy Awards with an ode to his mother from his second album, Hey Mama. Crying and barely able to perform the track, in 2008, he said he will go down in history as the voice of his generation, a comment that was widely ridiculed, notably in the South Park episode, Fish Sticks. In August of the following year, I would attend my first festival in the heart of Chicago, Lollapalooza 2008. Performances included Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Nine Inch Nails, Gnarls Barkley, Chromio, The Cool Kid, Lupe Fiasco, and the one artist I came to see, the closer for the second night of the festival, Kanye West. Earlier in that day, I was loud and boisterous about being the number one Kanye fan, donning a graduation Bayer t-shirt, and at Atlanta fitted and camo shorts. Someone says, if you're the biggest Ye fan, where was he born? I say nothing, but turn my fitted around and show the A for Atlanta on the front. No more questions followed. I felt victorious. Later that night, my emotions would heighten even more while fireworks went off over Lake Michigan as homecoming play. A moment I will never forget for my entire life. A short month later, Ye would be the closer at the MTV VMAs, debuting his new style, his new song, and a shift in the culture and music to this day. He performed Love Lockdown. The following month would be the release of the game would be the release of the game-changing album 808s and Heartbreak, in which he was highly emotional about the loss of his mother and ending of his relationship with his then fiance. Shortly after, Ye partners with Nike for his own shoe, the Air Yeezy. Following this, Ye was on a high, four massive albums, and now with his move into fashion. The Louis Vuitton Don was now making Nikes. In 2009, would be a shift in attitude to Kanye West. At the MTV VMAs, Kanye would have his new girlfriend, Amber Rose, and a bottle of Hennessy with him in attendance. By the time Taylor Swift got up for her acceptance speech for the best female video, for You Belong With Me, Kanye would rush the stage and protest, grabbing the mic, saying, I, I'm really happy for you, I'll let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all 
This would make Kanye West America's favorite bad guy. Even President Obama would go on to call him a jackass. I would go on to vehemently defend Ye. I didn't consider Taylor's feelings. I simply excused his actions by his alcohol consumption and his recent passing of his mother. I was the definition of a fanatic, a stan. Kanye musically could do no wrong. Thus, I excused his actions off the mic. After the event, he would go on to post two apologies for the outburst on his personal blog. One on the night of the incident and the other the following day. He would also apologize during an appearance on the Jay Leno show. After Swift appeared on The View two days after the outburst, partly to discuss the matter, West called her to apologize personally. Swift said she accepted his apology. In July 2010, Ye announces that it's the title of his fifth album as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, a departure from the previous title of Good Ass Job. He assembled the likes of Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, Rihanna, RZA, Elton John, and a plethora of other artists from an array of genres. Prior to his release, Kanye began the Good Friday series of weekly music, serving as promo singles that did not make the album's final cut. In September 2010, West would readdress the Taylor incident, writing a series of apologetic tweets addressed to Swift, including, Beyonce didn't need that, MTV didn't need that, and Taylor and her family, friends, and fans definitely didn't want or need that, and concluding with, I'm sorry, Taylor. He also revealed that he he had written a song for Swift and that if she did not accept the song, he would perform it himself. In November 2010, in an interview with Matt Lauer for the Today Show, West expressed his regret for his criticism of Bush and making another public apology to Taylor. On November 8, 2010, in an interview with Minnesota radio station, he seemed to recant his past apologies by attempting to describe the act at the 2009 award show as selfless and downgraded the perception of disrespect it created. The album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, was released November 22, 2010, with a 35-minute short film directed by Hype Williams, and the album would debut at number one on Billboard and win the best rap album at the 50 fourth Grammy Awards. The album was and is lauded as being his best work. All seems to be forgiven when an artist of Ye's caliber produces great music that makes you feel things. And despite Kanye's many antics and rants, he continued to produce at the caliber we were used to. Less than a year later, Ye joins forces with his big brother Jay-Z for the collaborative album released August 2011, Watch the Throne. Recorded in late 2010, the album, the album builds on the themes that he touched on in Twisted Fantasy, with celebrity, fortune, and social issues taking a prominent place with the album's duration. Watch the Throne was a success for both and led to the highest grossing hip-hop tour ever at the time ending in June 2012. While on tour, Kanye started a relationship with reality TV star Kim Kardashian. In September 2012, Kanye would come back to release a collaborative good music album, Cruel Summer. The same year, he premieres a film of the same title at the 2012 Cannes Film Festival, using a custom-built seven-screen cinema for the screening. In June 2011, Kanye released Yeezus, one of his most divisive albums to date. No album cover, no clear radio singles, and a huge divergence from his previous sound. Kanye said that the record is him revolting against the industry. The album becomes his sixth straight number one, and during a November 26, 2013 radio interview, West explained that why he believed that Barack Obama had problems pushing policies in Washington. Man, let me tell you something about George Bush and oil money, and Obama and no money. People want to say Obama can't make these moves, or he isn't executing, and that's because he ain't got those connections. Black people don't have the same level of connections as Jewish people. We ain't Jewish. We don't got family that got money like that. In response to his comments, the Anti-Defamation League stated, there it goes again, the age-old carnage that Jews are all-powerful and control the levers of power in government. A month later, West backed off his original comment and told the Chicago radio station that I thought I was giving a compliment, but it came off to be more ignorant. I don't know how being told you have money is an insult. The Jesus Tour, his first solo tour in five years, sees him donning a mask and having a Jesus character take the stage. And the fast-rising Kendrick Lamar was his opening act. June 
also saw Kanye welcoming him and Kim Kardashian's first child, Northwest. Throughout this year, Kanye would call out Nike for being interested in his name and not his ideas to sell shoes. This would end in December 2013 with Ye and Adidas announcing their partnership. Kanye and Kim would go on to get married in a private ceremony in Florence, Italy. Kanye would also go on to release a touching song with Paul McCartney entitled Only One to commemorate the birth of his daughter and his love for his late mother Donda West. Kanye starts 2014 with the release of 5 for Seconds, a single with Rihanna and Paul McCartney. And in February, he premieres Wolves with Vic Mensa and Sia. But the same month, he debuts his much-anticipated Adidas line Yeezy Season 1 and the first Yeezy Boost 750 sneaker, which featured a boot-like silhouette and a zipper on the side, and many people's first glimpse of the Adidas Boost technology. Later that year, the low-top Yeezy Boost 350 is released. Both shoes became one of the most hyped-up sneakers in sneaker culture. Connie performs at the Glastonbury Festival in the UK, even with nearly 135,000 people signing a petition to protest his place in the festival. Even after all his blunders or moments where his thoughts didn't come out the way he meant them, I was still standing with him. I stopped defending him for all of those mistakes, but I was a fan of his music, as much as the sneakerheads were a fan of his new Adidas sneakers. On February 8, 2015, at the 57th Annual Grammy Awards, West walked on stage as Beck was accepting his award for Album of the Year, and then quickly walked back off stage, leaving the audience to think he was joking. After the award show, West stated in an interview, Beck needs to respect artistry, and he should have given his award to Beyonce. And at this point, we tired of it. On February 26, 2015, he publicly apologized to Beck on Twitter. On July 20th, 2015, within five days of the announcement, was the headlining artist of the closing ceremonies of the 2015 Pan American Game. Change.org user XYZ collected over 50,000 signatures for West removal as the headliner, on the grounds that the headlining artist should be Canadian. In his Pan American Games closing ceremony performance, close to the end of his performance, West closed the show by tossing the faulty microphone in the air and walking off stage. On August 30th, 2015, West was presented with the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award at the MTV VMA. In his acceptance speech, he stated, Did he smoke something before he came out here? The answer is yes. I rolled up a little something. I knocked the edge off. At the end of his speech, he announced, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. As in, the United States of America. Aside from Eric B in 1987, no hip-hop artist was considered for president. We won't fast forward here, but we all know what was to come. While I didn't support and don't support Kanye's run for president, I was still behind him musically here. While to me, Jesus was his first stumble, I have always respected and enjoyed his individualism. His out-of-the-box thought process and outcomes were groundbreaking. They moved the genre forward. The solidified classic songs and albums for artists, not only his albums, but many others. The Red Octobers were and still are a classic shoe. Kanye has changed the world, but Kanye doesn't know the first thing about being president, nor do I believe that he is mentally stable enough to take on the responsibility. In September of 2015, he releases Yeezy Season 2 at New York Fashion Week. In February 2016, West again became embroiled in a controversy when he posted a tweet seemingly asserting Bill Cosby's innocence in the wake of over 50 women making allegations of sexual assault against Cosby. The Life of Pablo, Kanye's seventh studio album, went through multiple name changes, but it was still an event nonetheless. Listeners got their first peek at the album with an epic one-of-a-kind Madison Square Garden event that features both songs from the album and looks from the Yeezy Season 3 collection with Adidas. After performing on SNL, a Bosch release on Tidal makes Pablo one of the most bootlegged albums ever. But throughout that year, Kanye would tweak songs, resend them to streaming services, describing the album as a living, breathing, changing, creative expression. He also goes on the Saint Pablo tour, which sees him performing on stage suspended in mid-air. But after multiple shows ended with Kanye either canceling or storming out, November 20th, 2016, soon before abruptly ending 
ending a concert prematurely, he said, Jay-Z, call me, bro. You still ain't call me. Jay-Z, call me. Hey, bro. Jay-Z, I know you got killers. Please don't sit them at my head. Just call me. Talk to me like a man. The following day, he was committed to the UCLA Medical Center with hallucinations and paranoia. Contrary to earlier reports, however, Wes was not actually taken to the hospital involuntarily. He was persuaded to do so by authority. While the episode was first described as one of a temporary psychosis caused by dehydration and sleep deprivation, Wes's mental state was abnormal enough for his 21 canceled concerts to be covered by his insurance policy. He was reportedly paranoid and depressed throughout the hospitalization, but remains formally undiagnosed. Some have speculated that the Paris robbery of his wife may have triggered the paranoia. On November 30th, West was released from the hospital. In May 2018, West caused controversy when he said, You hear about slavery for 400 years? For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. You was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? It's Kanye. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. There is fact and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. While you are making music and being an artist, and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am un- Unbelievably hurt. During an appearance on TMZ, Russ responded to the controversy on Twitter stating, Of course I know slaves did not get shackled and put on boat by free will. My point is, for us to have stayed in that position even though the numbers were on our side means that we were mentally enslaved. And the reason why I brought up the 400 years point is because we can't be mentally imprisoned for another 400 years. We need free thought now. Even this was an example of free thought. It was just an idea. Once again, I'm being attacked by presenting new ideas. In an interview in 2018, West declared that he became addicted to opioids when they were prescribed to him after he got liposuction. The addiction may have contributed to his nervous breakdown in 2016. Later, in August 2018, West offered up an emotional apology for a slavery comment during a radio interview with 107.5 WGCI Chicago. After being holed up in the studio for nearly two years, Kanye pops back into the public musically. He dusted off the cobwebs with Ye vs. the People and Lift Yourself and resurrected a form of Good Fridays with a stream of May through June releases, starting with Pusha T's Daytona album to critical acclaim, his own 8th studio album, Yay, in signature unorthodox fashion, and dropped collaborative album Kids See Ghosts with Kid Cudi. The next album would be Nas's Nazir, followed up by Tiana Taylor's Keep That Same Energy, all produced by Kanye West. On January 6, 2019, Kanye started his weekly Sunday service, which is a musical experience that is Christ-based, in which a choir and band, along with Kanye, play music and change the lyrics to God-based lyrics. In October that year, Kanye released Jesus is King, the first Christian hip-hop album to top the Billboard 200, top R&B hip-hop, top rap, top Christian, and top gospel album charts at the same time. On December 25, 2019, West and Sunday Service released Jesus is Born, containing 19 songs, including several reworkings of old Kanye songs. On June 30, 2020, Kanye released the first single from his upcoming Donda album titled Wash Us In The Blood. Recently, Kanye was cozied up with President Donald J. Trump. Many of the topics Kanye would bring up during his career are the same topics Trump stands on the opposite side of. This makes many fans of Kanye turn on. But let's get into the history of Donald Trump and Kanye West, starting with Trump's comments after the infamous MTV VMAs. The next day, Trump would say he couldn't care less about Beyonce. It was grandstanding to get attention. He added that he wanted to boycott West to avoid a repeat incident. But the Kanye and Kim wedding in 2014, 
Trump said he knew the couple and that they were very nice people and wished them well. 2016, Trump announced his running for president, and two months later, while accepting the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award, Kanye announced he was running for president in 2020, which makes Trump respond with, he's a nice guy and hopes to run against him someday. At a concert, after the election, Kanye stated he didn't vote, but had he, he would have voted for Trump, which was met with boos. If we jump back, Kim, his wife, would take a selfie with Hillary and say that they was voting, that she was voting for her. After the election, Trump and Kanye would meet at Trump Tower to apparently discuss life. Later, they changed that to they were discussing multicultural issues. In April 2018, Kanye took to Twitter to say, You don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything everyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. Trump responded with, Thanks, Kanye. Very cool. In October 2018, Kanye paid a visit to the Oval Office. Surrounded by supporters and many cameras, Trump and Kanye talked about welfare, prison reform, and mental health, amongst other things. West said that he was putting on the red MAGA hat made him feel like Superman. He also gave one of his signature rants or speeches at the end in which Trump said, that was something. In a GQ interview in April 2020, Kanye stated, we know who I'm voting on. I will not be told who I'm going to vote for because of my color. Yet on July 4, Kanye announced he was running for president. At his first campaign rally in South Carolina, downing a bulletproof vest, Kanye said, And that leads us to present day. Kanye is at his ranch in Wyoming, refusing any mental health help. He took to Twitter to disrespect his wife, his mother-in-law, and others. I've all but lost my love for Kanye at this point. I think you can determine by now that his hateful rhetoric he spews and his alignment with people who use their power to hurt individuals who are not like him is what has all but ended my relationship with Kanye. I was a giant fan of Kanye's music, quite possibly the biggest. I was still listening to music produced by Kanye, but as far as his music, it's going to take a lot. Kanye isn't the same Kanye. While I think we all deserve to grow and change, I believe that if in your growth, you are harming or imploring and helping others hurt individuals is where you lose me forever. Over the course of his career, Wes has been known to compare himself to various influential figures and entities in art and culture, including Kurt Cobain, Leonardo da Vinci, Walt Disney, Thomas Edison, Google, Jimi Hendrix, Hermes, Howard Hughes, Michael Jackson, Steve Jobs, Ralph Lauren, Michelangelo, Jim Morrison, Nike, Pablo Picasso, Axl Rose, Shakespeare, Socrates, David Stern, Donald Trump, William Wallace, Andy Warhol, Anna Wintour, and Willy Wonka. Kanye is a revolutionary artist. He changed the view and sound of hip-hop. These are facts that cannot be changed. Kanye has been through many struggles, like every human being walking this planet. Although Kanye was forced, Kanye was forced to deal with his failures, losses, and shortcomings in front of the world. While it's unclear what mental health condition Kanye is living with, we know that he is living with at least one. This isn't an excuse for his actions, but it can lead to an understanding. Kanye has been hospitalized, but complained the drugs calmed him down and went off them. His family can only do so much to help. Kanye has to want to help himself. Many times it seems that he, he feels that he doesn't need any. Maybe he sees his successes in music and fashion as an excuse as to why he is well. Maybe it's the millions of people who are fans of his that make him feel fine. Whatever it is, I hope he realizes he needs a break, he needs love, and he needs help. Donda still loves you. Kim loves you. Your kids love you. Your fans love you. And your old fans still love you. I don't care if you ever make another song again, another shoe, another jacket, heel, movie theater experience, or any other thing you've made. I want to know that in 30 years, you are still alive, healthy, and happy. That if you wanted to, you could tour like the Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, and any other rock and roll group, and you get to see how much we love and respect you for what you've done. You're solidified. You're a GOAT. 
Your legacy cannot be touched. You gave us Jesus walks. You gave us roses. You gave us can't tell us nothing. You gave us streetlights. You gave us all of the lights. You gave us murder to excellence. You gave us blood on the leaves. You gave us ultralight beam. We need you to be healthy. And the chance that you hear this, know someone who disagrees with you now, still loves you, wants you to live, wants you to succeed. I want you to be so old, you see Psalm's kids have kids. Thank you for listening to this episode.